You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Connecting you to living truth. If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or join our inner circle through Patreon.com. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And we are continuing our series on how to engage with black culture. I had to think about it for a second. On... Life. And just so you know, this isn't, uh, yes, we are highlighting black culture because it is Black History Month, but we live black history every day. Black so history life is we're really just, what we're in. We're just doing it, uh, yes. doing it well. Yes. And so, uh, but before we move forward, Inner Circle, what's up, y'all? Um, we're revamping some stuff like we always do. We're just keeping y'all on your toes. Um, and if you want to know what the Inner Circle has been engaging in, um, has seen in the past, hopefully you're following us on socials uh, because we've been releasing some content that was previously uh, just for the Inner Circle. Now, that's only going to happen till the end of the month. Yes. So once February is over, you lose that. And yes. if you want to stay connected, you can join the inner circle. That's that right. is always a possibility. And also coming up here in a couple of weeks on March 5th at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. At the Magic and Wonder Theater. Come on. You are invited to come out to a cabaret called Finding My Voice that features Ia Girl and some of Her, my friends. Not um <laughs> not that one. Not not this me. one. <laughs> and again, that is March 5th at 7 p.m. um at the Magic and Wonder Theater in where is it? Paradise? I think so. I think it's in Paradise, PA. We'll we'll put information on our socials and you can follow us and please come out and see that. It is pay what you will. It is being sponsored by um Servant Stage. Servant Stage. I don't know. Is it sponsored? It's just presented hosted, by. Presented by Servant Stage. And so if you remember, if you came to Ragtime or if you remember us talking about it, Ragtime was also produced by Servant Stage. So our friends at Servant Stage um, have been huge supporters of this. This is the first time they're doing it. This is the very first cabaret in their whole series. No pressure. Um, but I would really love for you to come out and see this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Some of my favorite songs. And yeah. And uh, just one last little plug. Uh, go get a... Real life thoughts coloring book. Go to Amazon, get you one. You can't have this one. You can't yeah. have that one. But go get your. We own have some other ones. You can on Amazon.com. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's jump on into it. Okay. So um, we talked last time about Black history and how Black history is world history as well as biblical history. You can't really separate all of those. I think we tend to think it's oh it's Black history, which is its own little thing, um, which generally in America we classify it as like slavery. Slavery to, and civil up, rights. Up through de- yeah, up through uh, civil rights and desegregation. And then we kind of let it fizzle out. And we talk about hip hop a little bit. <laughs> and like the drug crisis, which right. is generally what is attached to black history. But really, black history has always been happening and yeah. continues to happen. Um, you know, you do you remember when we were working with Sankofa Club? Yeah, So I do. they do have, uh, Sankofa Club has some black history flashcards if you're interested. I love it. Uh, go check them out. They, we use them with our kids. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. It teaches black history as world history and mm-hmm. goes back um, through different countries and yeah. different genres and different eras. And so, yeah, pretty yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, Urban Intellectuals actually influenced a lot of our homeschooling because of Sankofa Club. So yeah. look it up. It's really awesome. Um, yeah, so today we want to talk about engaging in the actual black culture. Now, uh, our focus are going to be for our uh, non-black folks here. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're black, you can listen to. You don't have to tune out. Please stay tuned. Um, but the the idea that came uh, that came up was how do we engage uh, using our platform and help to encourage and empower people who are engaging in black culture um, and help them to do it correctly? Because I know a lot of you have seen um, companies and uh, churches and certain groups 
try to engage with black culture, but it ends up being uh, tokenism or appropriation. Um, and really what we want to do is we want to look at it from this lens of the, the missio dei. That's the, the mission of God. Um, whenever you're engaging with other culture, you have to engage with that culture coming from a place of God is already working there. Like God is already doing an amazing thing uh, because the opposite is when you walk in with a colonial colonial mindset that says, um, God, I know God is working through my life and through my culture. And so I'm going to bring all of that with me into this culture and try to show them how my Jesus and my culture and my everything is the way to go yeah. as opposed to entering into that culture and and being really a guest in that culture and seeking to be welcomed in and looking for those inroads and looking to be like, okay, where is God working? What are some amazing things that God's doing? And um, then appreciating God's hand at work in those areas as opposed to thinking that your culture or your way of doing Jesus is the way. Mm. Um, because then that, that separates us from those different cultures yeah. because we stopped looking at our brother and sister in Christ as our brother and sister in Christ. And we see them as someone that needs to be evangelized from their culture. Yeah. As opposed to just someone we can share the gospel with together as brothers and sisters and still have an appreciation for each other's culture. Yeah. And we've seen actually the damage of that in particularly in Africa. We've seen a lot of um, the work that has been done to bring the gospel to Africa, not realizing that for so many years, gospel had already been there, yeah. had been circulating and people had been introduced to um, who Jesus was and what God um, was, was hoping to bring to those people. Um, but there was something lost in translation, I think, with the church, um, the, the Western church looking at um, these cultures that were so different and spoke different languages and had different styles of dress and different customs as far as marriage and family structure and all of those things. And, and, and not Notwithstanding that there are things within each culture that need to be redeemed, every single culture, including and especially American culture. Yeah, no, um, you're right. But notwithstanding that, but it, we we still have to look at it, like you said, as God is already working. He has put glimpses and glimmers of who He is in every person, because we all bear the imago dei um, within us. But He also has done it in culture. And so, how do we yeah. look at those cultures not as, oh no, I need to save you from your music and your language and your style of dress. I need to save you from this because modesty and because what I have been taught through my culture yeah. is that this is the way it should be done. Where When we need to realize like our culture, unfortunately for many of us, precedes our Christianity. Yeah. And so, well, yeah. And I think you brought up a really good, good point and it reminded me of doing ministry in rural context. Um, I, I love hip hop. Well, I love all music, but Hip hop was like <laughs> hip hop was like my first my first love, you know what I mean, as far as music goes. Um and so whenever I play like Christian hip hop or um yeah, Christian hip hop with someone who doesn't um understand culturally that hip hop is just a genre of music mm. and not a like demonic thing. A lifestyle. Yeah, it's like, oh I don't I don't listen to that. I don't see how you know we can't do that in Christian culture. It's like, no, no, this is they're talking about Jesus. Like this is mm. a message about Christ and redemption and hope and and it's to a different style of music culturally. But heck, I listen to Christian music that has a banjo sometimes, you know what I mean? Some crowder. I'll jam <laughs> out to some crowder. Right. Um and I don't just dismiss it like, oh that's just, you know, their culture music it's like no they're they're talking about jesus mm. and so when you said that idea of like 
uh, trying to divorce people from their culture. Um, you know, yes, our culture does precede our, our faith because um, we're raised and we're reared. A lot of us, you know, they go hand in hand. You may have been raised in a Christian home, yet your uh, ethnic identity, your ethnic culture is still going to have, it's going to flavor that Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to give you a little, a little sauce. You know what I mean? A little, <laughs> a little, little sauce on your Christianity. <laughs> All right. So um, one thing we're going to really, really go into with this episode um, along with all of that. And I, I think that was a great like way to set this up um, with the Missio Dei. Thank um, you. Is what is tokenism? What is cultural appropriation? Are they bad? How are they bad? How do we not do them? How do I like for, for people, particularly people who are white, looking at certain aspects of black culture and saying like, well, is it wrong for me to wear these braids? Is it wrong for me? to listen to this music? Is it wrong for me to dress this way or to appreciate this style of dance? Like at what point, like where do we draw the line mm-hmm. and, and are we able to find a happy medium or some inroad to where, okay, I can still do this thing or have this thing from this culture, but it's not me appropriating it or using it as a token. When I think for, so my mind goes from appropriation and tokenism. I, I always relate those back to um, in a, in a gospel context is it's looking at syncretism versus Mm. contextualism. Okay. Right. And so, um, so yeah, that's the easiest way for me to, to do it because I'm, I'm a nerd. So for the non nerds that are listening and watching. So I don't know. Y'all better figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I mean like explain like what, what do you mean by, well, first of all, I guess explain like what tokenism and appropriation are. Yeah, some people so, may not even know. So tokenism is uh, when you're using some aspect of uh, culture, and specifically we're talking about black culture right now. So if you're using some aspect of black culture um, as a, a token or a pass in order to um, either distance yourself from true relationship with that culture or to use it as a sign saying that you are somehow deep, more deeply related to that culture than you actually are. Or you as, have authority to speak about that culture yeah and a lot of times it happens with relationships and you hear it when people say well you know I have that one black friend or um you know I grew up and I went to an all-black high school or um uh you know I married I married someone who's of color or we adopted a black child and so they use those people um whether intentionally or unintentionally can use those um instances in their life those moments as tokens to give them a pass mm. to say something controversial or to mm-hmm. um, have their motives um, not challenged. Mm-hmm. And so if I say I have this token, if I, you know, give hold you on, this pass, I, I have a token. You can't say anything about what I'm about to say. Yeah. Don't challenge me because yeah. this is the proof. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, that's tokenism. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Would you add yeah, anything I, to that? I think I would is just in, in terms of like, Christian ministry and our experience, it happens a lot in the church and, and maybe you've experienced this or seen it um, and didn't really know what to call it. And here's the word, it's tokenism. But um, where you have like people of color in your church that maybe isn't as culturally diverse as you would like it to be, as ethnically diverse, yeah. but you have that one family or that one couple or that one pastor. And so elevating that person or those people say, oh, look, you should come to our church because because that's an inroad, right? We think of it as like, oh, well, if maybe if they see someone in the church that looks like them. But oftentimes it can come off as 
a little bit grimy of like, okay, yeah. why do you want kind this of manipulative? Person? Yeah, why do you want this person in leadership? How are they qualified? Are they actually called? Has God confirmed it, or are you just seeing this as a token? that will help yes. get other people in the door. And it's a really, really fine line to walk in ministry because you want people, you should want people like uh, of different colors and ethnicities in the pulpit maybe yeah. or in leadership, in influence in some in some way. But you should want them there because they are committed to the gospel and because they have a relationship with Jesus that's yes. transformed their life, not just because they look a certain way. So yeah. it's a difficult thing. But I think that that's all I would add to that. On yeah, tokenism. no, you're, you're right. I think, and yeah, and then appropriation, um, would be uh, like taking, taking something from black culture, um, removing it from its context of black culture, placing it in whatever culture you're a part of, and, um, and then laying some sort of ownership to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen it a lot with hairstyles. That's been a big uh, yeah. a controversy controversy a lot in different mm-hmm. um, arenas. Even tanning. Like I will say. like Up to a certain point. You can, I mean, there's a certain shade of tan where you're like, you're not trying to tan anymore. Mm-hmm. You're trying to change mm-hmm. your ethnicity. And, it and dr- I think, unfortunately, with, with clothing, it's so, like, there's so many variances and styles of clothing anyway that you could say have been appropriated from multiple cultures. Especially, Language, slang. Yeah. Oh, slang's a big one. Yeah. Uh, Ebonics or I- any of that. Like it, A-A-V-E. Yeah, or even certain vernacular. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you'll say things. And I know that it's a sensitive one. It's a touchy one because we all are exposed to it. It's like if you watch yeah. TV or you listen. like you, If you're on the internet at all. Yeah, you end up getting exposed to it. TikTok is a huge one that has, has opened the door, the floodgates, so to mm-hmm. speak, of how people speak and, how, and what they think is okay to say. Yeah. And, you know, you, I think there's a lot of that that can be good when it's done right. But with appropriation, it's like, yo, yo, yo. And the use of the N-word is a huge yeah, I don't, element of, I, I don't think, think appropriation, that's, but I don't think people, yeah, I don't know. I think people that do that, that are not black, know that uh, they're not. No, it's not own- okay. Yeah, they're not taking <laughs> ownership of it. They just think they have a pass. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, this is our word. You know, uh, now they put the ER on the end. That's y'all. That's word. not that's the not- N word I'm talking about. <laughs> that's not but, the word I'm talking about. Yes. But no, I, I think that that that's a whole different uh, level to mm-hmm. it. Um taking it back to uh, the idea of syncretism versus contextualism, right? So now, again, not looking at black culture as something that you're trying to save people from, because a lot of times we use the phrase syncretism and contextualism when we're talking about um, missionary work or missional work when you're entering into a situation sharing the gospel. So I'm not entering this saying you have to share the gospel with black people because they don't know it. Mm. Um, But I'm, I'm, I'm using it as an analogy. So uh, syncretism is when you take something from a, like from Christianity um, and you apply it to a pagan practice normally. Mm. So if you think of like Santeria or um, anything really, if you, if you look at um, any Christian rite and you're like, oh, I, I'm going to take this and I'm going to use it kind of like a charm or I'm going to mm. use um, this prayer or these, this cross, this amulet, this is going to protect me from demons. It's like, that's not really what that's about. It's, it's taking an aspect of the culture, of Christian culture, and applying it to something that's not Christian culture and calling it Christian culture, mm. right? Um, and so using that mindset, and then the opposite is, is contextualization, where you actually enter into a culture as a believer and you, um, you learn their culture, you learn 
what they're doing, you learn their language. And then in that context, you present simply the gospel, simply Jesus Christ and him crucified and allow culture to be what it is. And you present Jesus in that context. Um, So looking at that and the issue with appropriating and tokenizing black culture, I think what's necessary for um, non-black folk is to one, look at your heart. Like what, what's the goal of what, what is it you're trying to do? Um, Because when you're approaching other cultures, it should be approaching with that Missio Dei mindset that God is already working. And I'm interested to see the beauty that God has already placed in this culture. Um, I want to know this person. I want to know, like, I don't want them to have to shift anything to meet me where I am. I want to meet them where they are. And I want to learn about them and learn about their culture. And that requires immersing yourself, um, not just picking one person from a culture, taking them out to lunch and being like, oh, yeah, I know all about you. Mm. It's like, no, a black friend. <laughs> <laughs> let's do all the things we hang out. Um, no, it's like go go to their area of town and mm. eat food in their area of town and, and meet their family and friends and friend group and it, be the other for a while um, and truly experience as a visitor to that culture. Um, not as someone who has any authority, not as someone who has um, any right to say what is good and what is bad, but simply as a guest and enter into that with humility and look around and, and just appreciate what's happening. Um, And in that way, one, you'll learn more about God's beautiful creation, but then you'll also learn ways that you can share back with your own culture, things about that culture that are beautiful and amazing that don't end up being tokenism or, appropriation yeah, does that make sense that's good yeah I think I think too with black culture one of the things that um might be hard for non-black people to wrap their heads around is even what we've said a couple of times that God is already working that God is already present because unfortunately the view of black culture here in America um is negative like black culture is viewed as something oftentimes that should be avoided or we should be, people should be shielded from when it's Um, connected to black people, when it's connected to black people. (laughs) Yes. I'm saying, um, the, the stories you see in the news, the, um, hip hop news and culture is often, oftentimes has a negative connotation. However, things from black culture, um, divorced from the image of the black person, um, specifically the black male, oftentimes it's like, Oh yeah, I, I can get behind that. Um, but the culture itself is like, oh, like we, we ha- you have to give yourself that freedom to be uncomfortable in, in learning about another culture and not yeah. just the history. This is the thing. When people say, I want to engage with black culture, I want to know more about it. They mean, I want to learn more about slavery and how it affected <laughs> you and how you feel about it today. Yeah. We all know how most black people feel about slavery. We get it. It yep. was bad. It shouldn't have happened. It's whatever. Well, it's we, not whatever. It, we're sorry. Not, we're not dismissing it. That's what, like, that conversation is <laughs> yes. like, yes, we know how that's going to go. Yeah. Well, and, and even with racism, it's not just let me hear all of the bad things that you've been through as a black person and why being, bl- being black is so terrible. Yeah. It's not just that poor black child. Yeah. It's, okay, so tell me about the, like, what is this music or what is, like, what kind of food does your family eat? Like, what do you, when you're thinking about, like, home-cooked, delicious food, challenge your preconception. Mm, about what this black person's experience is by engaging with them in their culture, not just saying, I want to tell me more about this aspect. Like we need to, as you said, engage from relationship. I want to get to know you. I want to know 
you as a person and not in a way that I got to save you. I got to, I had to really teach you about the real Jesus, mm. you know, cause you don't really know about him from your culture. No, like we both, whether it's somebody who knows Jesus or not, we both have this sacred image that we bear. Yeah. And so as sacred image bearers, let's talk about who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important, like looking at from a Christian mindset, the example of Paul, one of the things he talked about was like becoming a Jew to the Jews and yeah. um, like in those seasons of life, how he had to sacrifice his preference and how he wanted to do things and what he, um, how he felt in those situations in order to win people over for the gospel. Now, of course, the difference is we're not just approaching, like, I need to win you over from your culture. Mm -hmm. Um, But he didn't approach it that way. He did it in a way that was allowing himself to be uncomfortable or allowing himself to sacrifice that, those preferences, and even a little bit of his culture in that moment so that he could engage with people. Um, And I, I think that's really important for us to, to acknowledge, okay, I'm not saying like you need to go in and start trying to act or posture yourself like you think black people want you to, but to say like, Hey, like I'm here and I, I'm ready to like, teach me, teach me something. And having yeah. that teachable spirit is what can often make the difference between you being welcomed in and accepted and you being treated as like, yeah, they, uh, they're cool, but it seems like they always, they kind of like treat me a little bit weird like I'm, I'm a token or I'm a I don't know it's just a little weird yeah I think that um, having a teachable heart and a teachable spirit and really entering into those spaces with the humility like I just go back to that excuse me sorry um, I think that's necessary whenever you're engaging with anyone that looks different because hubris and pride is um, a quick way to get yourself put on the outside of that culture. Um, and I th- made fun of. Or didn't hear you in the microphone. Oh, sorry. Or be made fun of in the <laughs> culture. <Sorry. laughs> That's because I didn't want it to be heard. No. Yes. No, I mean that you're 100% correct. And I think you, you'll be surprised if you enter uh, with humility and you seek to know a person, how warmly you'll be welcomed into a culture. Um, because people want to share that part of their life with you. People want to expose others to the truth of, of their culture um, and not just the caricature that's, that's painted on whatever TV screen you're looking at. They want to, to welcome people in when it's done from a place of relationship and not from a place of colonialism or not from a place of uh, tokenism or whatever. And I think as we, and this, this is kind of where I want to land, as we're looking at the, what God has already done Right. Because God's not going to like we're not preaching a new gospel. We're not preaching a social gospel. We're preaching what God has already done throughout history and throughout. We can see it in the New Testament when um, when Paul is at odds with the Judaizers. Right. When he's you can read this in the book of Acts where um, Paul goes out and he makes all these um, proselytes. Uh, He makes all these believers. He just like exposes people to the gospel and they're living their life. And then uh, the people who were Jewish by culture see that. They're like, wait a second. No, these people are heathens. Like you need to teach them the Torah and they need to be circumcised and they need to go through all this stuff. They had to have a whole council about that. And the, the core of that was, um, does your culture make you Christian? Like that was the core of it. And what, what the Holy Spirit revealed to the leaders of the church was, no, God can... Um, show up in any culture 
and your culture doesn't make or break your faith. It's, are you following Jesus within that culture? And so that's kind of where I want to land is, is that don't, don't be afraid of diversity in a way of like, oh man, we're doing this, you know, they just think I'm a social justice warrior or I'm living in this woke culture. It's not about that. It's about representing Christ with authenticity and with his historical accuracy of, of what he's already been doing throughout all of history. I think where I want to land, I liked where you landed. I was good. I'm going to come in like right next to where you landed. <laughs> it's like, um, there's like two runways. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think um, looking at Jesus, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, um, he had this way of engaging with people. Yeah. Like you had mentioned earlier where they were already. Um, he definitely had those moments where it's like, hey, come and see, like, come, come on. But even in that, he invited them from where they were to come follow him. He didn't say, hey, clean yourself up first and then get in the boat, um, then jump in the net. And I love that example of his his relational ministry. And I love, my favorite gospel, I think, is probably the gospel of Luke, where we see so many examples of that humanity of Jesus, yeah. like stepping in and even who Jesus was incarnate. God coming to us, being willing to, now he's God. So like, yes, he has a supremacy above all else to enter in and to say, okay, he condescended, right? He came down to us. And we certainly don't have that same mindset when we're talking about us entering into culture, but looking at the example of like, he was happy on the throne. God was like, I'm God. Like I'm here. I'm, I'm dwelling in. Don't need nothing. Don't, I don't need you. But yet he chose to come to us to be with us and chooses to dwell within us and I think when it comes to looking at other cultures specifically black culture yes but any culture like what what people groups do you think about like yeah I could do without it like I yeah I don't really need that in my life like I'm I'm good like I don't uh, that music like when you hear somebody driving next to you and you hear it bump and you're like oh my gosh seriously I'm going to challenge you and say, like, maybe you need to engage with that culture just a little bit more. Come on. um, Because you will have a compassion and understanding. And you may even find you have an actual liking to some of the things and the people in that culture. And and I think it just takes stepping outside of that comfort zone for just a moment. Setting yourself aside long enough to serve others and to be in relationship with them. And so that, I think, is a good place for us with, with black culture. Like, go engage. Yeah, be uncomfortable. Do it. <laughs> do it. And um, if anybody has any questions, you tell them we sent you. Like Nick Smith podcast said, oh I'm just kidding. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't put my name in that. Do not use us as a token. <laughs> Caveat. Do not use this podcast as a token. We love no. you, but no, don't you, do you that. Know. You, don't you, do that. You don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope this episode has connected you to living truth. Be, be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.